Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Intentionally Inspirational, the podcast for entrepreneurs and those who just want more out of life. Now for your host and author of the upcoming book, The Backwards Route to Forward Progress, Jason Wright. What's happening? Welcome to episode number 51, Stop Fearing Failure. Have you been considering something new this year, but you're always worried about what if you fail? Man, I would do this if I'm scared to fail. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like you? It could be something with work. It could be something with business. It could be literally in any part of your life. That fear of failure stops so many people from doing so many things. Today, we're going to jump into what you guys are actually scared of. I'm going to help you pick that apart a bit. I'm going to share a cool story with you as well. Before we get rolling with all that, though, a quick word from today's sponsor. Hello, Inspire Nation. Today's podcast is brought to you by Inspire University. Check out our totally free mini course, Turning Your Ideas into Action, today by going to inspireuniversityonline.com. This is our online school, and we are constantly working hard to produce valuable courses for all of you. If you have been thinking about upgrading your website or starting a new one, then our newest full-length course is right up your alley. It is called 10 Quick and Easy Steps to Build a Professional Website. This course will make the process simple and eliminate wasted time and money. The website again for Inspire University is inspireuniversityonline.com. Check it out now. All right. Well, I want to tell you guys, this is a very, very rare episode in that I'm actually recording it in the morning. Generally, these get recorded by me in the middle of the night or the wee hours of the early morning. Generally, really, really terrible times. That's my own fault, but it is what it is. But yeah, this morning, I'm actually recording this when most people are going to work. So it's very... Very unusual for me. It feels weird being awake and alert. So the house is quiet, so that means the uh, studio is quiet, so I can get it done. So enough about that. So today's episode, again, Stop Fearing Failure. And I've experienced this. Obviously, you guys have probably experienced this as well. But I talk to people all the time, have great ideas, or they have things they've wanted to do their whole life, or things they've been talking about as long as I've known them. And there's always a reason why they can't do it. They're, the fear of failure just overwhelms the situation or overwhelms the person. But have you guys, when, when you guys feel that, have you guys ever stopped to think about what you're really scared of? So let's talk about this. What's the worst that can happen? All right, I'm going to try to start a side hustle and start a new business. And it's going to require a little bit of money up front. And what do you, what's the worst that can happen? Okay, you could lose all your money that you invest. You could um, fail and be humiliated. You could make a, tell everybody what you're doing and have it not work out, which I've done that. It's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing people are scared of, whether they admit it to themselves or not, is what other people are going to think. Let me give you a little secret, my friends. Who cares what other people think? Stop wasting your precious time. Worrying about what your neighbors think or your friends or your family. It's a waste of your time. 
What people think of you doesn't have any real-world impact on your situation. You know, if I'm a horrible person but my neighbors think I'm nice, does that make me nice? No, it has no impact on me being a horrible person, or vice versa. If people think I'm horrible and I'm actually nice, then thinking I'm horrible doesn't actually make me a horrible person. So it's a huge waste of time. And let's talk about the losing money thing for a second. You know, people will spend thousands of dollars on family vacations, even several times a year, which you pay for the experience and the money's gone and you never get it back. If you're willing to invest money in the thousands of dollars into your leisure and you have nothing to show for it later but videos and pictures, why would you not also be willing to invest that same amount of money into yourself? You know, if you're working for a company and you don't want to work for a company forever, but you're unwilling to spend any money to make that happen, how do you think that's going to happen? You know, I was listening to somebody talk the other day, and they said, well, just hopefully this is the year where life gives me the big break. Man, I just wanted to speak up and say, sorry, it's not going to happen. It's not how it works. You know, are there very lucky situations and circumstances that happen to people? Yes. Is it something you should count on in any way? No. You know, if if what you're doing is not working, waiting for that big break. If it's not working for you, what makes you think continuing down that same road is going to change? If you want different results, you got to do different things. Plain and simple. So think about this, guys. What are you actually scared of? Losing stuff. If you lose $2,000 in a business venture and you give it everything you have, is it the end of the world? Are you going to end up homeless? Are you going to die is your heart going to stop beating because you failed? No. It's not even about the money. The biggest thing is, I tell my kids this all the time, the fear, or sorry, the idea of failure is much worse than failing. The idea of failure is much worse than failing. You know, our minds have this crazy way of amplifying things. It could be really good or really bad, but... When it's negative, it amplifies things in such a way that we think it's this absolute worst-case scenario. And do those ever happen? Yeah, but very, very, very rarely in my experience. So if you can get past what others think, that means limit what you put on social media. You know, if you do something and you know people are going to pass judgment and that bothers you, don't put it out there because it's a waste of your time. You know, the amount of time that people spend a week on Facebook or social media is insane. It adds up to be hours a week that you could be using to better yourself and do something else. People listening may say, well, Jason, you're all over social media. I am, but it's not generally me posting in real time. It's me loading up a, a product called Buffer, and there's different ones out there like Hootsuite and that type of thing, a week in advance and having stuff push out on schedule. And I do a little bit. And I also have a team that helps me too, so it's not me sitting around doing it myself. When I used to do that myself, I would spend hours a week fooling with it, and you know, you'll, you only can do so much by yourself. So you got to think about that. If you don't like what people say about you, don't put your information in front of them. Or surround yourself with new people. Alright, I'm going to share a story with you guys about stop fearing failure, about that theme. So I was probably 16 years old, played a lot of basketball back then. It's like my favorite thing in the world to do. I used to like to hunt and fish, but basketball was my absolute passion. Loved it. So a buddy of mine and I from the neighborhood 
would travel around to different gyms in the west side of Indianapolis. And we didn't really go south back then, but pretty much the west side and just try to find the best players we could possibly play because the competition's fun. And as you guys know, if you surround yourself with good players, you will become a good player. So he uh, he had the idea. He said, hey, let's check out this new gym. There's a gym called Riverside. It's in the Indianapolis area, and I'd never been there. So I was used to being somewhat tall in the area. I kind of grew up in the Pike High School area of Indianapolis on the west side. And I, I was kind of used to where I fit in on and pick up games and that type of thing as far as what position on the court. Well, this particular night when we got to the gym, as uh, soon as I walked in, I realized that, hey, the guards in these games are as big as I am. Like, I'm not big at all. Like, I have no size at all. So right away, that fear creeps in that I'm not going to be good enough to even get on the court. You know, it's, it's pretty overwhelming. You know, pretty much every player on the court can dunk. Everybody can shoot. Everybody's fast. Real, real athletic gym. So we're there for, I don't know, a couple hours and you got to wait a little while, call the next game, get on the court, play. If you win, you stay. If you lose, you're off. We had fun. You know, I remember doing decent, you know, it was a, a decent day. I got, got over the fear a little bit because in the, in the situation or the, the example of basketball, what's the worst thing you can happen? You can lose a game, big deal. Everybody loses games. So it's not that, it's not that deep, but towards the end of the night, I start noticing these guys, I think there was two of them, kind of in the crowd with whistles and clipboards watching. I'm like, what are these guys doing? Yeah, I've never been here. I know one person there. There's probably, man, I got to think there was 50 to 100 people there. There's quite a few people there. And there's bleachers and there, there's a lot of people. And I'm thinking, this is just pickup games. You know, what's, I don't know what's going on. So towards the end of the, the open gym, one of the guys kind of steps out on the court Says, all right, everybody line up and blows the whistle. <laughs> I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? You know, this is an open gym. So I talked to my buddy Kenny. I said, hey, what is this? And he said, I don't know. Let me find out. So he goes and talks to a couple of guys, and it's a uh, AAU basketball tryout for a team that Riverside had. And I was like, oh man, AAU is the league where people get really good, a lot of competition, probably even more so than. Uh, the high school teams, some of them. There's some really good high school teams, but there were some really good AAU teams as well. And I'm thinking, man, I'm just going to watch. Like, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. I can't. There's no way I can make this team. There's no way I can play with these guys. And he says, you know what? We're here. Let's just try out and see what happens. I was like, all right. He said, think of it this way. We get to uh, play a little bit longer tonight. So, all right, let's do it. So then I kind of stopped and thought to myself, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I can fail. Big deal. If I fail... I go home, today was just another open gym, like four others this week and six others the next week. It's no big deal. Once I, I realized that the fear of losing was really the only fear, I mean, I'm not going to break my neck and die, not most likely, on the basketball court, so what's the worst that can happen? If anything, I realized I only had things to gain. So we went out there, we gave it everything we had. And I didn't tell you this, my friend Kenny was short but he could out-jump me, and he was incredibly athletic. He was a better basketball individual player. Perhaps I was a better team player. So we go through this tryout, this impromptu tryout, and they start announcing cuts. So there's a lot of cuts. There's a, Most of the people were cut. So they, they mention his name, and he's really frustrated. Like, I guess he really wanted to play. Like, he was borderline angry, not happy at all. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, i got to be next, you know. 
And uh, both of our last names start with W, so I'm like, I'm surely next. Well, they never called my name. And I'm looking around, and there's like 10 or 12 people left. And they're like, hey, congrats, this is a new team. And I'm like, you guys didn't call my name. They're like, you made the team. <laughs> so here I am walking into this gym a few hours earlier, not thinking I was good enough to even play on the court. And somehow I end up making their, their, tra- you know, their team, travels around and plays. I made the team, and I think a lot of that has to do with that I accepted the fact that the worst-case scenario wasn't really that bad. It wasn't that big of a deal. So, you know, I played for a season there, and we played some really good teams. And uh, th- there was two two moments or two parts of games throughout that season that stand out to me. So when I started uh, the season, I w- you know, I sat the bench, and I came in kind of six-man style. By the time the season was done – I actually started. I was actually one of the starting five. I replaced our center because I was far more aggressive than he was. But there was one game we played in our gym. The other team was big and very athletic, full house. And I'd been very quiet all game. You know, I couldn't I couldn't do a whole lot in the game. I could rebound and block shots, and that's about all I could do in this game. Well, we were down by, down by, what were we down by, three points? We are down by three points, 33 seconds to go in this game. I had that same thought. That inner voice said, what do you have to lose? You, your team's going to lose the game, or you can go go big, take a chance, and try to make something happen right now. So that's exactly what I did. I, uh, I got a rebound, and I went coast to coast, and there was like two guys back, and you know, I'm the guy that never touched the ball, not, not like this. Took the ball all the way down, went up for a dunk, got fouled, hit the shot, hit the free throw. So now we're up by one. So there's barely any time left in the clock at all. We're actually winning this game. So the other team inbounds the ball. I steal the ball and score again right as the buzzer goes off. We ended up winning by three points. So I won this game because I was willing to go for broke. I was willing to say, you know what, screw failure, not here, not today, not now. And I'm telling you, the point of all this is a mindset thing. I played high school basketball, never pay, played beyond high school, but... The point is very, very clear and can be applied for you guys in your life and anything that you're doing. There was one more game in that season that always stood out to me. So we went to uh, Danville, Illinois and played a a junior college while we were on this AAU team. I don't know why we were playing a junior college, but we went there and there was college scouts all over the place. And I got paired up with a guy, I think I was playing, I'm six foot five and I was pretty skinny back then. I was about 185. And I was paired up against a guy quite a bit taller than me, and their center was like 6'10", big guy. And uh, one particular play, his man got stuck and you know got hung up on a pick. This guy came right down the middle to dunk with two hands, and I said, forget this. And I went up and blocked his dunk and took him to the ground. And uh, he got called for traveling. So that was pretty cool. You know, He was so much bigger than me, and I stopped him in midair. The point of all of this, guys, again... Don't fear failure. So with the basketball stories behind us, I ask you again, what do you really have to lose if you fail? Are you going to die if you fail? You know, there are situations out there where the answer is yes, but hopefully not in a business venture or a even a career type of move or something like that. If so, uh, perhaps you're in a, a dangerous line of work, but you guys know what I mean. You know, if you're thinking about that business or thinking about growing that business, what do you really have to lose? Accept failure as a potential outcome. 
failure is not a bad thing, but don't let failure take you out of the game. You know, going back to basketball, if you get your shot blocked, get the ball again and keep shooting. It's not that big of a deal. But some people get their shot blocked and the crowd, you know, cheers against them and they mentally checked out the rest of the game. They're like, I'm done. You got to keep shooting the ball. Life's the same way. You know, if you fail, learn from it and try again. And don't fear failure as the the be-all, end-all of everything. Failure is just an outcome for a situation or a circumstance. You know, everybody knows Thomas Edison failed thousands of times before making a working incandescent light bulb. Think, have you ever given something dozens of tries before you found success? Or do we normally give up sooner than that? I mean, think about that for a second. When you're a toddler, perhaps you try dozens of times to walk before you start walking. But as an adult, how many things are you willing to keep trying and failing, trying and failing and refuse to give up? Think about that. If you think beyond dozens, think about hundreds of times. If you've done anything hundreds of times and keep failing and keep going, when you think about Edison's accomplishment, thousands you know, depending on the source, you'll hear between three and 10,000 failures. That's a lot of failures. Like failure is his norm in this particular example until he overcame it. So I want this episode to get in your ear at the beginning of the week. Today's Tuesday. I don't even know the date, January 8th or 9th, something like that. But it's early in the week. You still have a whole week ahead of you. And I want you to stop fearing failure. Do yourself a favor and lose your fear of failure. Who gives a rip what other people think about what you do and you don't do? I still talk to people all the time that try to tear apart what I do or, or discredit it. And you know what? It literally makes me giggle and I move on with my, my, my day. I don't care at all. It has no impact on my situation. No impact on my reality. You know, I can talk to, I can talk to one person. I'm thinking of last week. And I've got something really cool I haven't even announced yet that I want to be involved with that I would have never would have guessed even two weeks ago. Never would have guessed. Something a lot bigger than me, way bigger than me. And then I talked to somebody yesterday who asked me what I've been up to and I told them. And they the look on their face was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't care. And it's a joke. But you know what? I don't care. It's a waste of my time to care. Me caring about other people and what they think like that, it's literally nothing but a waste of time. It doesn't impact anything. So drop the ego, get focused, figure out what you want, ask yourself what the worst case scenario is, prepare for it, but expect the best. I think that expecting the best piece is critical. You've got to be positive. You've got to expect the best. And I find that what you think about the most becomes your reality. You know, I'm not the first person to say that, but I don't say that because I think it's a catchy phrase. I think I say that because I see it to be reality. You know, if you guys think about overcoming your situation or reaching your goal, and you think about it every day, and you start developing those daily habits, at first they be, they're a little strange and weird because you haven't done them, and then they become your new norm. Before you know it, you start checking things off of the list. You start saying, whoop, hit that goal. Need to set another one. Got to set a higher one. So... It's all a process, but, you know, in anything that I do personally, I know failure is an option. I know failure is always an option, but I'm not the type of person to fail once and say, I'm throwing in my hat, I'm done. I've come way too far for that now, you know, and you guys, it's the same way. It's no different. 
You know, failure is an outcome. Accept it. Big deal. If you fail and you don't learn from it, well, then it's just a missed opportunity. You know, it's like the mouse that bites the electric cheese. If you get the shock the first time, quit biting the cheese. Find an easier snack to get because that one's not making any sense. Well, as always, guys, I appreciate your ear. I'm glad you gave me 20 minutes of your time today. Uh, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com slash episode 51. And it may take me some time to get those up for this one, so it'll say coming soon. If you guys haven't subscribed to this on iTunes yet, we'd love for you to do so and leave us a positive review. Those are always helpful. And I'll just tell you guys, I'm excited to say this, but we have tons of guests coming. So Crystal, the girl that does the voiceover in the beginning of this episode and last episode, she's our new podcast manager. And between her efforts and my efforts, I mean, it's the biggest challenge is is how do I fit all these things into my my schedule and my calendar. It's, It's really tough to do, but we have tons of guests coming and it's only the beginning of January. So I'm not promising anything, but it wouldn't surprise me at some point if we have to look at going back to two shows a week, because I I don't know how far out people are willing to wait to get on, but we've got all kinds of good stuff coming this year. So appreciate you listening. We'll catch up with you next week. Take care. to another episode of our show. We hope that we brought you one step closer to maximizing your greatness. See you next time.